Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. Let's jump into this. 1 Samuel chapter number 17. We're going to read verses 43 through verse 47. And we're going to talk about how giants got to go down when God is in the equation. Bible reads like this. Let's go here. 1 Samuel 17 verse 43 through 17. It says, so the Philistines said to David, am I a dog that you come with me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Watch verse 15, how David responds to how the giant was trying to intimidate David. He says, then David said to the Philistine, he said, you come with me with sword, with spear and with javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. David says, you're coming at me with all this physical stuff. I'm coming to you in the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus. Let me just stop right there and say, I know what it looks like physically. I know what the enemy might be trying to do to us to put fear into us, but I got good news for you, Freedom House. We don't come with the weapons that are carnal, the weapons that are physical, but we come with the spiritual name, the name that is above every other name, the name that is above sickness, disease, poverty, poverty, stock market, uh, uh, unemployment. It's the name of Jesus. Come on, someone just write Jesus in the comments there. We're coming in Jesus' name. Verse 46, he says, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you. And on this day, I will give your... I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines, the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, he says, of the earth. And all the earth may know that there is a God in Freedom House. There is a God in Southern California. There is a God in America. There is a God around the world. He said that there is a God in Israel. Then all the assembly shall know that the Lord does not save by sword or by spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into my hands. I want you to declare that even right now at the front of my message. The battle is not mine. The battle belongs to God and he's going to give me victory in my hands in Jesus name. I got a message this morning that I've entitled victory over the coronavirus. Victory over the coronavirus. The battle belongs to the Lord. Let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning that we're going to jump into the word. I thank you for everybody who's logged in, everybody who's locked in, everybody whose heart is wide open. And I thank you, God, that In the midst of all that's going on, one of the positive things is it's causing us to bring the word of God more into our homes. It's causing us to worship God more in our homes. It's causing us to hug the ones we love and to spend time in your word together in our homes. It's the year of alignment, the year that you're aligning us. And how beautiful it is that you can align our homes with your word. Bless the reading of your word. Speak to us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. All of God's people say Amen and amen and amen, amen. So good. Well, I want you to tell whoever you're watching this with now, tell them to say, God is bigger than the coronavirus. Come on, tell somebody that. Say, God is bigger than the coronavirus. Say that. Matter of fact, write it in the comments. God is bigger than the coronavirus. Tell your children, God's bigger than the coronavirus. Let somebody know. I think we got to know that right now. That God is bigger 
than the coronavirus. Because when you start going everywhere, you open the, the news, if you open your Facebook, you open your social media, you open um, a Google, everybody's talking about the coronavirus. And rightfully so, it's a big, big deal right now. But here's what I know, is that us who are people of faith, we know the coronavirus ain't bigger than my God. God is bigger than the coronavirus. And I think it's so vitally important that we begin to review through that posture. And today I really wanna talk to you about how God will reveal himself to be greater than this coronavirus situation we're all headed. Because it's not just the virus, physical virus that's affecting some people and we are praying for those that, are in, uh, that have contracted this disease, but it's also affecting people that have not maybe contracted the disease, but are contracting the fear. It's affected people that may not have contracted the actual virus, but are contracted the virus of worry, the virus of fear, the virus of, uh, of hurt, the virus of maybe anger right now. Maybe you're very upset about what's going on. Maybe you contracted a virus of, of discouragement. And those are just equally, in my opinion, as damaging to the people of God. And also then there's the third effect where perhaps you're like, Pastor, um, it's actually affecting me because my company has laid everybody off. Or maybe you're a business owner. You said it's affecting me because all my clients have been canceled. And I know that this giant might seem bigger than what you're going through. It might seem bigger than what God is in your life. But let me remind you, and that's why I love the story of David, because the story of David reminds us that David looked like the underdog. It looked like Goliath was much bigger than who David was. And right now, it might be a David and Goliath battle for you. It might be a David and Goliath battle for what you're going through. But let me remind you, David was not the underdog. In fact, David was the one who had the strength. And I'm gonna tell you right now, now, you have the strength of God. You have a God who is undefeated on your side. I don't care how big that giant looks. I don't care how ugly it is. I don't care how dire it is. My God is greater. He is faithful. He is good. He is powerful. He is, come on, almighty. And my God will see us through. Come on, let me get a good amen about that. I'm getting fired up right now. It's empty auditorium. And I feel like I just connect. I, I can feel the amens coming from all the living rooms. Let's go. And so we need to recognize that God is bigger. And I want to really take a look at this story, and I'm going to take a look at a few forensic things that I want to break down that I think will apply to us of how we can see the victory. Because many people applaud when David finally um, killed Goliath, but there were actually a few steps that David had inside of him that led him to be able to face the giant things that were in front of him. And when I look at the story of David and Goliath in the verses that we just read, I chose to look at not when David actually took down Goliath, but what took place which led to him taking down Goliath. And it was this conversation. In the verses we just read, we find that, that the Bible says that Goliath was, was taunting God's people and David stood up to him, but there's this verbal jousting, if you want to say, is going on, where in one corner, Goliath is screaming at David, and on the other corner, you have David screaming back at Goliath. So in one corner, you have Goliath, who is this undefeated, this giant, this um, massive nine-foot-tall, intimidating, you know, uh, uh, fearful-looking situation giant, screaming at young David, who looked like he did not have the ability to take down this giant. And Goliath is talking to him, and David is talking back. And there's this conversation that is taking place before the battle is actually going down. 
And I believe that this, 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 this is very similar to what's going on right now. Stay with me here, okay? This is going to make sense. Because I believe right now, it's almost as if in one corner, we have this giant situation that is affecting people in very many different ways. And in the other corner, it appears as though then you have just little old me and my prayers. And I want to change this perspective this morning because you think it's little old you, but more are for you than are against you. And so it seems like today we're in one corner, you have what the news says, but in the other corner, you have what God says. In one corner, you have what Facebook says. But in the other corner, you have what my faith book Bible says. In one corner, you have what fear says. And in the other corner, you have what your faith says. In one corner, you might have what your job says. But in the other corner, I have what my God says. And I want to tell you that I know one may seem louder, but can I tell you which one is stronger? Uh, It's my Bible. It's my word. It's my prayers. It's my faith. It's my God. He may is stronger. It may not be as loud as the giant, but it's much more stronger, much more powerful, much more potent because I no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him and he loves you. He loves your children. You're abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. You're in the secret place. You're a follower of God. You have the blood of Jesus. You are resurrected. You are baptized, and God is going to see you and me through this. Can I get an amen? I'm getting fired up. I'll preach myself into a sweat. Let's go. Because I know what this feels like. I know you might feel like, man, pastor, there's this giant things in front of me. I feel you, man. It seems like a giant is taking over and fighting us in every direction. But I want to remind you that you have God on your side. Let's look at this conversation. In this conversation, the Bible says that Goliath said to David, go to verse number 43. He says this. He says, am I a dog with sticks that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine, watch this word here. The Bible says the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Notice lowercase g, his gods. That the Philistine cursed David by his gods. So in one sentence, the Bible says that that the giant Goliath started cursing David. But what is cursing? Well, uh, cursing would be him saying, uh, you're going to die, you're not going to survive, you ain't going to make it out of this battle. Cursing is by his gods that, that all this was going to happen. And I think right now, this is what the enemy is doing to many of us. He's trying to whisper into your ears, you're going to get the coronavirus. Or, or if you contract it, they're not going to make it. Or if you're a first responder or, or on the front lines of our medical teams and our, our police officers and, or maybe even our grocery workers who are on the, first, on the front lines of, and the enemy's trying to say, you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're not going to make it. Or, or man, your company's never going to come back. And, and the enemy tries to curse you. It's lowercase g. That's, that's, that's not going to happen. But I love how David responds because here's what I want to put into your spirit. Here's what I want to put into your spirit. Because the second, although David looked small, the Bible says in verse 45, watch how David responds. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin. In other words, you're coming at me with all this physical stuff. He says, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies in Israel, whom you have defied. Here's what I see in this verse. Stay with me here. Goliath says, I curse you by my gods. One sentence. 
David responds with, you come at me with sword, javelin, and spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord, and on this day, God is going to give me the battle, and he's going to get... David responds, watch this now, with twice as much than what Goliath said. Here's what God told me to tell our church in this season. You have got to respond with twice as much word than what's coming at you. You got to respond with twice as much word, twice as much faith, twice as much spirit of God than what's coming at you. Because many of us, what's happening is we're submitting to the voices that are coming into our head, the negativity that's coming to us. And we need to start saying, I am not going to submit to what's coming, but I'm going to respond twice as much than what is coming at me. Because the voice that you listen to will determine the vision that you will have for your future. I'll say it again. The voice voice that you listen to will determine the vision that you will have for your future. You got to come out and say, I'm going to double down. Come on, someone say double down. Come on, say, say double down. I'm going to double down on my faith in this season. I know what Goliath is saying. I know what the giant things might be, might be facing your small company, might be facing right now. You know, you as, as a parent, homeschooling, come on, Lord Jesus, help us with the homeschool. Amen. You know, these big old things that we're going through, but I'm going to respond with twice as much uh, uh, faith. More God talk in your mouth than the Goliath talk that's coming to your life. Why? Because we have Jesus in our hearts. So let me give you a point here. I got so much I want to say, but here's what I want you to write down. Point number one. Here is how the vi we'll have victory over the coronavirus. Here's how. Because it's not going to go away maybe tomorrow, but here's what's going to lead us to the victory so that we'll see it on the other side. It's number one, write this down. Here's my first point is this. You must have victory in your mouth before you can have victory in your hand. I want you to say this. Say this. I have victory in my mouth before I have victory in my hand. Say it again, say I have victory in my mouth before I have the victory in my hand. What I see in the scriptures is how David took down this giant is that he didn't wait till victory was in his hand to get victory in his mouth. He had victory in his mouth, then he had victory in his hand. And so many of us, we lose the victory in our mouth because we haven't had victory in our hand. But let me tell you how giants come down. Giants don't come down by waiting them for them to come down. They have to come down by your mouth, by your words, by your faith. Right now, you are setting the atmosphere in your home, the atmosphere in your spirit, the atmosphere in your company, the atmosphere for your unbelieving families. What good is it to join the worry crowd? What good is it to join the fearful crowd? We are not people of fear. We are people of God. And so right now, I'm going to have victory in my mouth. If you can say it, then you'll see it. But if you can't say it, then you'll never see it because I got victory in my mouth before I have victory in my hand. Come on, somebody. This is how we overcome. This is how we see the goodness of God. We need to win the war that's in our words. And we need to Stop saying things like, I can't. I can't do this. Stop saying that, okay? Stop having defeat in your mouth because if you got defeat in your mouth, you're going to have defeat in your hand. But if you can change it, stop saying, I can't. Start saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's my favorite verse, Philippians 4.10. That's why I love this verse. Look, I'm, I, like this, like, I love doing these 10 fingers like this because it goes like this. I can. 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's my fist. I can do all things. And I want you to begin to stand upon Philippians 4.13 and say, devil, you mess with the wrong dad. You mess with the wrong woman. You mess with the wrong believer because I don't have to have victory in my hand to have victory in my mouth. I got victory in my mouth. Then I'm going to see the miracle in my hand because the miracle is in my mouth before it is in my hand. And if we begin to have it that way, that is how David took down Goliath. Can I get a good amen? Come on, somebody. Now, when I see this verse, there's so much I want to break down here. I got a few minutes left here. Is I see is that David at all times was always talking to Goliath. He never called Goliath Goliath. Check this out. God showed me this years ago, but I want to show you this. In the story of David and Goliath, David never called Goliath Goliath. You might say, read it, watch, read all 1 Samuel 17. I've done it, but I'll break it down here. He never called him Goliath. David always called Goliath uncircumcised Philistine. (laughs) He never called him Goliath. Why? Because the word Goliath in the Hebrew is the Hebrew word Goliath. And the word Goliath means splendid champion. Splendid champion. So David would never confess with his mouth, Splendid champion. But instead, David would call him uncircumcised Philistine. I'll show you the verses. Watch this. Put it First 1 Samuel 17, 36. Here's what it says. It says this. Put it on the screens here for me. He says this. He says, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing that he has, he has defied the armies of the God. Notice he didn't call him Goliath. He said uncircumcised Philistine. Go to the next verse, uh, 46. He says, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you, take your head off from you, and this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines for the birth and the feast. Here, go to the next one here. Uh, continue, continue, please. Boom. And assembly shall know the Lord does not save by sword or by spear, for the battle is the Lord, and I will give you into my hand. So he says Philistine. He never Never says Goliath. Now, why is that? Because what David was saying, he's like, I'm not going to say you're a champion. I'm not going to say that you're a splendid champion. In other words, I am not going to speak defeat. I'm going to speak victory. So he calls him uncircumcised Philistine. Why? Because uncircumcised Philistine meant you are not from the promise of God. In other words, this situation is not from the promises of God. And I am, I'm calling this outside of covenant. And this uncircumcised Philistine, he is not a promise of God. This coronavirus is not a promise of God. This situation that's going on is not a promise of God. What I'm going through is not a promise of God. Lack is not a promise of God. What I'm trying to tell you is what are you calling the giant that you're facing? And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to call, what are you calling your enemy? I call it defeated. What are you calling your enemy? I call it healed. What are you calling your enemy? I call it, I will increase and not decrease. I call it new opportunities. I call it more family time, not I'm off from work. I'm calling it Jehovah Jireh. I'm calling it the blood of Jesus. I'm calling my enemy no fear. The virus may be contagious, but I'm calling it that my faith will be more contagious in this season than any other time that is going on. I don't care what the Philistine says. I don't care what might come out. Though a thousand may fall to my left and 10,000 to my right hand, it shall not come near me because I have victory in my mouth even when I don't see it in my hand and I know God's going to give me the victory. Come on, someone say victory in my mouth. Come on, say it. Victory.
victory in my mouth. The miracle is in our mouth. Why? Because faith honors God and God will always honor our faith. You got to say it. Listen, you know this, but I'm going to say it anyway. What is it about negative words that often travel faster than positive words? I don't know what is it. I don't know what is it about us that we, for some reason, believe negativity more than we believe the word of God. For example, if, if someone says to you, you know, oh, I think, um, I think uh, you know, they're, they're going to lay us all off. Right away, we start thinking the worst. Oh, my goodness. Then I'm going to lose my house. And then I'm going to lose this. Then I'm going to lose this. Then, then my, my, my spouse might leave me. And then my kids are going to worry. And then this and then that. And we start going all through this negativity. But then conversely, if someone says something like, hey, I had a dream. Or, hey, I got a word for you. God is going to work it all out for good. We go, eh, that's just like talk. And we discount the word of victory, but we lift, lift up the word of defeat. What if we flipped that around? What if this morning we decided to say, you know what? I'm going to listen to what Pastor Josiah is telling us. I'm going to listen to what the word of God says. And I'm going to believe that the Bible says that all things come together for good for those that call, are called according to his purpose. And I'm going to believe that me losing my job, me losing my clients, me having to shut down my company right now, I'm going to believe that God is going to work it out for good, that new opportunities are going to come, my family's going to get closer. And instead, we grow those thoughts into the victory because that's what David did. David says, my God is going to get the glory and he says you're gonna fall down I'm gonna take down your head and everybody's gonna know that God is good he grew that thought so high that it was like what are you talking about it seemed outlandish the, the things that he was declaring but guess what David saw the victory in his hand why because he had the victory in his mouth first I'm telling you right now if you speak defeat you will see defeat but if you speak victory like David did you're gonna see victory in front of you whose report do you believe? I remember this old school song. We just say, whose report do you believe? Come on, we're old school Pentecostals. Out. We're my old school, come on. I shall believe the report of the Lord. That's it. Whose, I was Ron Canoli. I love that guy. That's old school songs. But what about that? Whose report do you believe? Whose report? Do you believe God's report? Or do you believe the world's report? Because I'll tell you right now, we serve the undefeated God. We serve a God that can make a way out of no way. We serve a God, the Bible says, that he will, he will uh, make rivers out of wastelands. He, the Bible, we serve a God who says that he will make, uh, uh, he'll make the desert place. He will make it uh, for you so you can live in abundance. The Bible tells us that all things work together. But he also says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you, you shall condemn. For this is the inheritance of God's people. Isaiah 4, 54, 17. This is what I'm telling you. I'm not giving you fortune cookies. I am giving you the word of the living God. Someone say victory in my mouth in Jesus' name. Number two, let me wrap this up. Almost done. Let me get the worship team up here. Write this down. What's the second thing that we need to understand if we're going to do this? Is this, we got to live for the glory of God. Come on, say this. Say, I will live for the glory of God. I will live for the glory of God. I want to show you this here because I think this is how we're going to see the victory. We're going to see the victory not because we're trying to get the glory, not show that we're smart, to show that we're awesome. I am such a good CEO. I am such a good, you know, manager. I am such a good. No, we're going to say, God, I'm going to see the victory because I'm going to give you the glory. 
God is not into giving you his glory, but he's into giving you the victory for his glory. Watch what David did in 1 Samuel 17, 46. It says, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. Watch what he says. I will strike you and take your head from you. He says, on this day I will give the carcasses of the camp to the Philistines, the birds of the air, and the wild beasts of the earth. Watch this last sentence. That all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Don't, don't miss this point, church. Don't miss this point. David says, the reason I'm going to see the victory is so that all the earth may know that God is in Israel. Can I just make it personalized for you? You want to know why God is going to give you the victory? Listen to me now. It's so that the world may know that there is a God in Fullerton. So that the world would know that there is a God in Costa Mesa. So that the world may know that there is a God in your home. So that the world may know that there is a God in your family's lineage. So that the world may know that God is still good. He is still powerful. He is still awesome. We, the world may know, not so Josiah is awesome. Not because the Silva family's awesome. But because God is awesome. And I want you to begin to declare this. Get victory in your mouth. This is how we are going to increase and not decrease. Is by saying, Lord, let the world know that you're good, God, and you're going to see me through is because I live for the glory of God, not for my glory. You see, David saw Goliath as a chance to give God glory. What if you looked at your situation right now as a way for God to get the glory out of it? What if, what if, what if right now you just begin to change the perspective? And what if you begin to say, God, Maybe right now is an opportunity for you to get the glory out of my situation. What if the giant you saw, you're looking at, and I don't know what your giant you're facing. Maybe you're facing one of economic uh, hurt. Maybe you're facing one of, of being laid off. Maybe you're facing one of, of sickness. Maybe you're facing one of putting your life out there as a first responder. Maybe you're facing a certain giant of, of, of your clients being, maybe you're facing a giant of having a homeschool. Maybe you're facing a giant of, of, of eviction. Maybe you're facing a giant. And what if, what, if, what if you changed it right now? And based upon this word that I believe God has given me to share with you under the unction of the Holy Spirit and the authority of, the whole, of God's word, what if you begin to look at it as an opportunity for God to get the glory? What if we viewed the coronavirus as a chance for God to flex his crown? Because you know the word corona in Spanish, donde están todos en español, corona means crown. What if we said, God, this corona, that ain't my crown. Uh-uh, I don't have the crown of viruses that bring sickness, plague, and disaster. I'm up under a different crown. The coronavirus ain't my crown. I have the crown of righteousness. I have the crown of hope. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I have the crown of healing. I have a crown of favor. I have a crown of rejoicing. I have a crown of life. I have the crown of salvation. I have the crown of goodness. Psalm 65:11 says, for he crowns his year with goodness and his power drip with abundance. In other words, I'm going to come through dripping, but not for the flesh, but I'm going to come through dripping for the glory of God because I got a better crown. And this crown is not a perishable one, but an imperishable one. It's the crown of life, the crown of God, because my situation is going to bring glory to God, y'all. What if you viewed your current situation like David did? I'm going to show the world 
that God is good. God, you could use my situation. Say this, say, use my giant, Lord. Say it, use my giant, Lord. (laughs) Use my giant. Come on, tell someone. I know you can't touch your neighbor, because, you know, physical, but just type your neighbor. (laughs) Tell him, say, use my giant. Let God use your giant. Come on, use my giant, God. Touch your neighbor. Tag someone. Just say, let let God use your giant. That's right. We're going to let God use our giant. What if you viewed your business coming to a halt as a chance for God to show you he's Jehovah Jireh? What if you've used the negative doctor report as an opportunity for God to show you his healing muscles? What if you use your struggle for God to show you his strength? I live for the glory of God. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, I'm almost done here. It says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, what does the Bible say there? What does it say? Do it all for what? The glory of God. You see, freedom and glory are connected. I got to get a little theological on you. This is uh, Christology, okay? But freedom and glory are connected. God's glory and God's freedom in your life are connected. So Christ cannot get the glory from your life if you're not in freedom. God sets us free, Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that God sets us free. Why does God set us free? So that he can get the glory. I cannot give God glory if I am not set free to do that. In other words, Christ didn't come to set me free from sin, from shame, from bondage, from addictions. He didn't save me from the, from the pit of hell so that I can get glory, but he put me in freedom so I can give him the glory. So how can God get the glory out of my life? It's connected to the measure of freedom that I have in my life. I'm going to set my mouth free, and I'm not going to have addiction to negativity. I'm not going to have fear talk. I'm not going to have worry and anxiety and discouragement. I know it's coming at you. I know, Goliath, you're facing it. But right now, begin to say, my mouth is going to be in freedom to have victory. Last point, and I'm done. This is a powerful point. And I'm going to pray for you. David said this, the battle is the Lord's. Say this, say the battle is the Lord's. Psalm, I'm sorry, 1 Samuel 17, 4. And now all the assemblies shall know that the Lord does not save by sword or by spirit. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. The battle is the Lord's. Romans 8, 37. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Second Chronicles 20, 12. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nobody know. He's, uh, but our eyes are upon you because the battle belongs to the Lord. Let me tell you something. You want to know why David was so confident? He wasn't confident because David was like, I'm the bomb. Now, don't get me wrong. David still had to get the stone. He still had to throw the stone. He still had to actually fight it, which means you're still going to have to go and fight this thing. But God is going to anoint you to take this down. It's a whole other message. I'll preach that one later. But right now, the reason why David was confident, because he knew, you know what? If God's going to get the glory, this battle ain't mine. This is God's battle. And can I tell you, I would much rather have God fighting my battles than me fighting my battles. (laughs) Because I know he's the undefeated God. And how do you let God fight your battles? You got to have victory in your mouth before you got victory in your hand. Here's how you can tell if you're letting God fight your battles or if you're fighting your battles. What is your, which direction is your mouth pointing you? 
Is it pointing you to defeat? That means you're fighting your battles. But if you know God's fighting your battles, then I can speak in victory because I know God is fighting my battles. God is going to get me through this. God is going to get my family through this. And I'm going to show, I'm going to preach the gospel during this time. I'm not going to lose my testimony during this time. But I'm going to proclaim the goodness of God. I'm going to pray down heaven. And I'm going to take the practical steps to be able to see victory over this coronavirus. But I'm going to start with my mouth. I want to pray for your mouth. <laughs> Some of you are like, amen. Okay, don't be pointing at your spouse. Yeah, pray for their mouth. Come on. I want to pray for that victory come to your mouth this week. What will you say in the face of your giant speaks of the faith that's inside of you? What can you say before there's victory in your hand? That's where the va- battle begins. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.